Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. I'm Gloria Copeland, and welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Billy's back. Billy's back, and she's loaded. Oh, Man, man. we're going to reveal the devil's what he's like today. As if you didn't already know he's a bum, but here she is, yes. Billy Brim. Right, and when we start revealing, because the Bible reveals what he's like, yeah. what we're talking about is overcoming in the end of days. We're at the that's, end of days. That's great. I you like don't that. be fearful, and you have to know when we're talking about the enemy, and we talked about his origin, we talked about many things last yeah. week, but you have to know that the Bible tells us that when, when God quickened Jesus, he quickened the body, Quicken the head, he quickened the body. Mm -hmm. When he raised the head, he raised the body. This is all written in, in Ephesians 1 and 2. And when he seated Jesus at his own right hand, he seated us in him. And so principalities, powers, everything's under our feet. But here we are to the last days, and the last thing Hallelujah. in the world that God needs is a body of Christ in fear. Well, and people true. are coming up to me, and they're in fear. They don't know if they're going to have enough food. A lot of them think they're going through the tribulation. And they're overweight. And they're, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. They could live off the fat of the land for a while, couldn't they? But, uh, Jesus help but us. bless the Lord. God, Brother Hagin always used to say this. He said, now, when people categorize sin, and all sin is sin and transgression, but there are categories of it. Mm -hmm. And God lists them. And in the book of Revelation, he, his number one sin that he lists there is fear. Well, I Brother Hagin said, if it'd be us, we'd put something else way up there, you know. But yeah. he put fear up there. Fear shows forgetfulness of God. Whatever you're afraid of, then that's bigger to you than God. Okay, we trust in God. He, he takes care of us in all these instances, but I'm afraid of heights, you know. If you're afraid of heights, you need to conquer that that's fear right. of heights. Not good to be yeah, afraid. If you're afraid of the dark, then you need to conquer that fear of the dark. You don't need to put up with fear in any no, way. It is poison. Says, come in, devil, anytime you want to. I'm ready. Just Absolutely. Come in. come in here. Yeah. And so then you're worshiping. Fear opens the door, face shuts the door. Ooh, you you come, get to choose. You come out with some things quite often. <laughs> well, I try. <laughs> Ooh, wait. We get to choose. You know, mm. and another thing Gloria said yesterday when we were having breakfast, we, she was talking about when we all came in in the 19, late 60s, we came in under Kenneth E. Hagin, brought to a small meeting. You can read about it in my book, uh, the, uh, my new book on prayer. I told about how it was in those early days. And um, I don't know, we were so hungry. It was the move of God. I don't even know how to tell you this. But Gloria said, we all realized it was a full-time job. And it was our full-time job. It was our life. Mm -hmm. We learned about the power in the name of Jesus. For Brother Hagin, I remember he taught the name of Jesus seminar. In so other words, walking by faith. You walk it. Is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. You do it. You don't wait till something goes bad wrong. You no. do it all the time. And you're right every day yep. feeding your, your spirit. Strong. Man's a spirit. 
has a soul, mind, will, and emotions, lives in a body. Every day he feeds the spirit. Every day you, you pray in the spirit, you pray in fellowship with God. We realized it was a full-time job. Now, if God ever needed a body on the full-time job, yeah. it's in these very last days. That's right. And he doesn't need somebody on the bench quaking and shaking in fear. Bless the Lord. No. It just says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Yes, amen. Psalm 27. Whom should I be afraid? The Lord is the, is the strength of my life. What can man do to me? Psalm 27. That's my favorite psalm. Oh, dear Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Trust God. Bless the Lord. Now, in being on a full-time job in these last days, it's very, very important because the devil, it is told to us in Revelation, he sees his time is short mm -hmm. and he comes forth with great wrath. He has come forth with great wrath. It says that in Revelation. He sees his time is short. His time is short. Adam's lease is about up. So from now until he goes to the pit. Well, I remember what was it Brother Hagen that says, somebody said, you'd say something good about yes. the devil. He said, well, he is a persistent cuss. He certainly and is. And that's the truth. And he's getting consistent. Persistenter and persistenter. I made that up. Persistent. More persistent every More day. More persistent every day. Because so, his time is short. His time is short. So we have to be more persistent. That's right. And we have to be who we are seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, you need to know your enemy. You need to recognize him. That's right. Now, his character, we talked about his how he came, how his origin, he was an archangel. We talked about that last week. And really, you should go on the archives and watch that. So here is what the Bible tells us about him. He's subtle, he's crafty, and he's a beguiler. That's what is said of him in Genesis 3. In other words, he's a liar. But yes. When he came to, to Eve, it says the serpent, he had taken the form of a serpent, was more subtle and crafty than any living creature. And then uh, later, the woman said, the serpent beguiled me. Mm-hmm. The word beguile means cheated, outwitted, deceived. Another name for him is adversary. It is written in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist. Didn't say he was a roaring lion. Thing. He's as a roaring he lion. He goes around as one, trying yep. to talk you into believing he is one. Uh-huh. And adversary, the word Satan, that's Hebrew for adversary. So his name is adversary. He's against God. He's, he's yeah. your adversary. That's right. Because he's God's adversary. John 10, 10, Jesus said, recognized him as the thief, called him the thief. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that yes, they might have it more abundantly. Mm. So that which steals from you, that which kills you, that which destroys you, he's called a destroyer in um, uh, the p first Passover. The destroyer came and killed him. So that which steals, kills, and destroys didn't come from God. He's not trying to teach you a lesson. You need to know that so that That's you right. will resist it. That's exactly and not lay right. up there in the bed and say, oh, if God. If it kills, if it steals, if it's destroyed, it's from the devil. It's from the devil, period. Yes, that's right. Bless the Lord. We, we got it. My dear holiness And what do we do? We're supposed to resist him. Yes. Not just roll you over. You resist it. You resist it. My grandmother, 
uh, was a, of a holiness denomination. Not a Pentecostal, but one of them was Pentecostal, but this one wasn't. It was holiness. And they went greatly on John 17, sanctification, believed in it. So back in those days, when I was a kid growing up Baptist, our denomination had the same scriptures that her denomination did uh, for Sunday school lessons. It was a unified Sunday school quarterlies and all these denominations went through the Bible every three years on Sunday school. And so you would, you would have the same scriptures, even though she was one denomination, we were another. So we got a call, um, Sunday we had gone to church and we got a call that grandmother had had to be taken to the hospital. My grandmother was a nurse and she loved hospitals and in a way she loved sickness. In a way, she was a hypochondriac, to tell you the real truth. But in her hypochondriac things, she, um, she did have a lot of real sickness, but it was brought on. Now, she, she wanted to live long. She didn't want to die young. She lived to be 92, mind sharp. But she uh, suffered along the way. So uh, we got this telephone call that she was in the hospital and we went over, rushed over there, you know, to see grandma's in the hospital again. She spent a lot of time in the hospital, either as a nurse or patient. And there she was up in the bed and she said, well, I'm really doing the Sunday school lesson today. <laughs> we said, what? Because <laughs> we didn't recognize it, you know. And uh, she said, yes, didn't you go to Sunday school? Yes. Didn't you have such and such scriptures? Yes. Well, I'm living it, suffering for Jesus. Suffering for Jesus. Sickness. That which steals, kills, kills, and destroys is not from Him. That's right. He's yeah. not trying to teach you some lesson. So in these last days, you don't need to cooperate with Him, but you need to rule over that. Take dominion over it. It comes against you and you say, oh, no, you don't. I recognize you. You're the thief. You're not stealing my savings. That's right. Being sick will steal your savings. All kinds of stuff. Murderer and liar. This is what Jesus called him. We're talking about his names. They, they tell us who he is, what he's like. Subtle, crafty, beguiler, adversary, thief, killer, destroyer. Murderer and liar. John 8, 44, Jesus said to some very religious leaders, you're of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That's right. This morning, I just happened to watch Fox News, the little trailer down at the bottom, and uh, the sound was off, but, but it was just, I just read it. And it said, there is some new depressing data. Well, there's a lot of depressing Whoopee. data. <laughs> there's always some new depressing data. And this new data. depressing data That's what that keeps them in business. <laughs> just came in today is murder is on the increase in all American cities. Most American cities. Murder is on the increase. He's the murderer. Yeah. And his activity He's increases. He's come to kill. Steal. Steal. Destroy. And destroy. So he's the murderer. And that murderous spirit is behind all these crazy shootings we're having. Mm -hmm. uh, shootings in schools. Shootings in uh, theaters. Uh, Satan 
Now, people don't have to. I don't even, they're even, even not born again, people don't have to yield to him, but they do. Sometimes if they're weak, they'll yield to him. And then they'll say, we don't know what made us do it. A voice told us to do it. And we thought we were doing good. They shoot a policeman, just cold blood right in the face. Mm. Or otherwise, it can be anything like that. And um, that's a murder. Remember what the old feller said. If it don't make sense, there's money behind it. And I'm adding the devil's behind it. Yes, the devil's behind it. That's right. So now here's the thing. Do we just sit around, let them take our schools, let them shoot them up? No. What you do is you learn to take authority, the authority of the believer. You read that book by Macmillan. You pray and read. That changed everything for us, the authority. Learning the the authority of the believer. Yeah. Authority over (coughs) poverty, authority over sickness. Authority, because it's under your feet. Authority over fear. You, he's the head. We're the body. When the head was raised, the body was yes, raised. Yes, thank God. And we, we are seated the there with him. And yeah. these things are under our feet. So what you have to do, and I always give that book of Macmillan's. I always give this to people, the authority of the believer, and tell them, do page 27. Every day, page 27, you sit up there in your seat and you tell Satan what he can't do at your house, what he can't do in your town, what he can't do in your school. A couple of mothers can drive around a school in the morning and draw a bloodline. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds, what are they? The Word of God? And the Word of God tells us about the blood of Jesus, and it tells us about the name of Jesus. And we are told, God tells us in Romans 5, you rule and reign in this life. So God needs some rulers and reigners. He needs some people that know the power in the name of Jesus right now, and that would be you. Hallelujah. You don't have to just give up your children. Jesus did the deed. He 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 defeated Satan. You just have to enforce it. No, you just have to enforce it. You enforce the victory. Now, here's one that tells you about the devil. I mean, he's really good at this. It says in Revelation 12, 10, a persistent cuss in this. (laughs) For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. He accuses us. Well, you say he's cast out of heaven. He still knows he's very legalistic and he still will, will send up accusations against you. And that's why you don't want to ever side in with him. You don't want to side in with his accusations against another brother. I, I don't like to talk about people. You don't like to talk about people. I know that. Gloria, I have known you for 30 years and you never... Well, they call it dis people, or I don't know what that word is, dis or dish or dicks or what. But anyway, it means talk bad about people. You never do it. No. And one time Gloria told me, she said, I'm going to get a cap and I'm going to get it designed and I'm going to have stitching across the top that says, don't dump here. Isn't that you know, good? I never did do that. You never did do it. And I still think it'd be a bestseller. Oh, don't dump here. Don't That's dump right. here. And uh, so the accuser of the brethren, you're in dangerous territory when you start talking about the brethren. I know Chip, I told him when he first started preaching, my son, he'd been in the sports world. I said, now, Chip, I want to tell you something. You're going to go out preaching. You're going to be shocked even how some preachers behave. And some of them will want to take you out to dinner and then they'll want to know about 
what all gossip you know, or they'll tell you what all gossip they know. And I said, you, you, you don't listen to it. You cannot listen to it and survive as a preacher. You cannot be on the side of the devil accusing our brethren. Yeah. So one time he called me and he'd gone out to, he said, Mother, it happened. They're doing it right over at that table right now. And I said, he said, what do I do? I said, here's what you do, son. If they won't hush, you get up from that table and you go to another table and you eat your food over in that table and you say to them, my mother won't let me eat you because you're talking about people. It's too dangerous. True. But now one of the things that he does uh, with his accusations, he will accuse you to yourself. He will always be yeah. bringing condemnation thoughts yeah, to you. That's right. He will always be uh, reminding well, he's you. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's, he's a, a murderer and a liar, and he's an accuser of our brethren. He's an accuser of the body of Christ, and he will bring sins to you that have been put under the blood, mm-hmm. washed away. God doesn't even remember them. That's why I can't talk about people. For why do I? How do I know if that brother last night asked God to forgive him, and I'm talking about him today, and God didn't even remember that it happened? And here I am, you know, reminding God. So he accuses us to each other. And he often tells people that they've committed the unpardonable sin. Uh, we're dealing, we dealt with a person the other you day. You ever hear that from the devil? You've committed the unpardonable sin. You say, you wish, devil, but <laughs> yeah. I did not commit the unpardonable sin. If he tells you you did, that's a sure sign you didn't. That's right. He's, He's a, a liar. liar. <laughs> And we, right. we, uh, he'll even tell people they're not saved. And if he tells you you're not saved, that's a really sure sign that you are saved. He wouldn't even bring up the subject if you were not saved. He'd never mention being Why saved. Why is Satan a liar? Because he has no authority. He has no power. He has no property. Nothing but hell belongs to him. Right when now. you think about it. Yeah, and right now in the mid-heavens where he is, prince of the power of the air. But he has no power over the believer, no. none at all. We have authority and power over him. Uh, we're dealing with a, a young man who, a wonderful young man, gifted young man, and the devil told him he'd committed the unpardonable sin, you know. And uh, Brother Hagin said that a large percentage, they used to go in mental institutions. I don't know if they do it anymore. But someone who was a head over one of them said that about 90% of the people believed they'd have committed the unpardonable sin. So it's a common lie. He is a deceiver. Uh, Revelation 12, 9. The great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He's very much a deceiver. He will try to deceive you even into false doctrine. People who preach false doctrines are usually deceived. In deception, he can transform himself into an angel of light. Uh, and uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen 14 says... Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. He can appear as an angel of light. That's why any angels appear to you. Jesus appears to you. You say, in the name of Jesus, do you confess Jesus Christ came in the flesh? And if, it, if it's Jesus or an angel from God, he will. That's the test, according to John. But the, Satan will disappear because he comes and, and if he gives you some light that doesn't line up with the word of God. There's a very interesting scripture in Matthew 6, 23. If thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? If the light you have, I think about Satan worshipers. You know, they were going to put a... Uh, a satanic emblem 
uh, statue kind of a thing of Satan. And they wanted to put it on Oklahoma City Capitol grounds, and they wouldn't let them. Oh. So they moved it up. They put it up in another state. I've forgotten which one. And I saw them set that thing up, and they've got this statue of Satan's there, and then his head is a goat's head, and they had two little children sitting on his lap. And there they came to set that thing up, and they were dressed in their satanic worship garb. That's their light. My word. And it's darkness. If the light that is in you be darkness, how How great great. is that darkness? And so there are things out there Mm. uh, to to put darkness in you. Uh, Someone told me the other day, I, I, I just haven't gone to church in a long time because, you know, years ago they got hurt in the church. That's darkness to keep you away from the light. Sure. So you have to so go... So if you're still feeling that way, you haven't forgiven, now you're, you're really in trouble. You're really in trouble. The light that is in you is darkness. Right. Therefore, how great is that darkness? This Bible tells you, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Forgive if you have aught and against forgive any. Forgive if you have aught against That's any. Don't vital. be mad at the whole church. And for so goodness sakes, don't be mad at God. Mm-hmm. People no. are blaming God for things that came from the accuser of the brethren, the deceiver. See, he's deceived them. Yeah. He's given them a false light here. And uh, the Bible says that the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is single, take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Luke 11, uh, 36, 35. So your eyes right now, we're going to be talking later about give no place to the devil. That means that's in... in, in uh, That's in Ephesians. Neither give place to the devil. Jesus said, I'm leaving the earth and the prince of this world has no place Mm -hmm. in me. He's not supposed to have a place in you. But your eye is the eye gate to take in. You can't sit before pornographic pictures and walk in the light of God's word. So we watch that we walk in the light. We're going to be talking about it. Light and darkness. Kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. Thank God we're in the kingdom of the light. We're already out of time. I can't believe it. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes.